Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Have you noticed Dublin, the streets of Dublin, and how dirty are they? How dirty are the are other cities across the country as well? And is Dublin really that dirty by comparison? to other European capital cities. Jessica is with us on the line today. You work in Dublin city centre, Jessica. Is it something you've noticed? Yeah, hi Andrea. How are you? Definitely. I'm working in Dublin 1 and just the general like dirt of the pavement, the smell of urine, particularly around Barristan Place and the Customs House is just overwhelming when you're walking through the city centre, especially on a sunny day. Um, it's been a problem for a number of years now. It doesn't seem to be addressed, um, and like that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's, you know, there's a, there's, I have a photograph on my phone actually of uh, the, you know, the public bins outside the customs house, you know, just overflowing with rubbish, not not collected or either not enough of them. Um, and then there's obviously there's a littering issue as well, which I think needs to be addressed and. You know, something I've noticed as well for a long time in the city centre is the amount of, of, of rubbish from, you know, commercial waste um, that's left out on the street for collection as well. I was walking through town on a Friday night recently enough on Grafton Street and, you know, a lovely summer's evening. Uh, street was very busy, but, you know, you had to kind of nearly almost jump around the rubbish, um, the rubbish that was left out on the street for collection. And would you is it worse though, Jessica, than 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 previous years? I think well, it's certainly not getting any better. Um, and I think any time we have warm weather, in particular, like the summer months, are definitely worse because you know there isn't the same amount of rainfall, which would naturally kind of wash away, you know, the the I suppose the urine and you know all of that other stuff, mm. you know, that's left on the street. Um, but I don't think it's been tackled um as strongly as it needs to. I think. You know, I know I've seen the tweets from Dublin City Council where they're, you know, showing photographs of the their team out, you know, power washing the streets. I think that doesn't that shouldn't be like a once off event that needs to be done in the summer months two to three times a week uh, at minimum. Um, particularly given the amount of football, you know, at the moment in the city centre, there's a lot of tourists um, there's a lot of people in town Um, you know, there needs to be more public bins. They need to be emptied more frequently. Um you know, I think they need to look at, you know, the bin collections the, the, the for commercial waste. You know, there are a number of things that need to be addressed. And it's it's definitely, I would say it's getting worse just from my okay. own observation of being in or around town. Somebody but, yeah, who's like in yeah, the, the D1 area regularly. working, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, not just necessarily Dublin 1. No. I mean, it's around the, the South City Centre mm. as well. It mightn't be as pronounced, but... It's definitely a citywide issue and okay. it needs to be tackled. K- yeah. K- Kim is joining us as well, Jessica. Kim is a, a trader in Dublin city centre. Is, is Jessica's description accurate, Kim, in your view? Uh, I would describe Jessica's description as kind. There was a piece in the Sunday Business Post yesterday and she was supported by cross-party councillors, not just one party, cross-party councillors on this topic. In that piece, it stated that the linear management plan found that between 2008 and 2011, we had 5,000 bins in the council area. We now have 3,500. So in their in their world, it seemed to be a good idea to reduce the number of bins. The bins are constantly overflowing. 
not because the guys collecting the bins aren't doing their jobs, because I watch them wrestling to get mm. the overfull bins out of their receptacles every day. It's because there are not enough bins and there are not enough people there to empty those bins. Dublin City Council, this Saturday morning on Drury Street, it was absolute filth. There is black, sticky dirt all over the, the pavements and the roads. There were broken glasses everywhere. I passed the Dublin City Council-owned car park, Drury Street. The filth outside it was disgusting. Everything, including urine, vomit, nothing cleaned up. And that was just Saturday gone by, Kim? That's Saturday gone by, and that's directly opposite the Drury Court Hotel. So that's the welcome the Americans staying in the Drury Court Hotel get when they wake up in the morning having just had breakfast. On the same day, I watched a heart ambulance going down the street. The guy had to stop and get out to check whether those bollards in the middle of the road were floppy or solid before he could proceed on his way to get to who, whatever unfortunate needed his services. Dublin City Council have 1.4 billion a year to run the city. Owen Keegan is going now. Now is the time to disband that council and reduce it into manageable lumps with professional management. If you look around us, all sorts of venues from shopping centres to arenas have huge influxes of people on a regular basis. And those places are consistently clean. And that is because the management has a cleanliness policy, mm. policy which they implement. But I have to be honest, Kim, I, I know when I used to come in, um, in in the early morning shift and, and one of the, the, um, the, the depots uh, where a lot of the street cleaning equipment is actually based quite close here to our, our own offices yeah. in, in, in Newstalk. Uh, and from early morning, from when I, you know, when you'd come in at five or half five, you, you know, when the, in the early days, you, I would often meet then the council workers out and, and the street yeah. cleaning process. And that was daily I used to see that. Yeah, so it's not that it's not. When Matthew Zarr, I can't remember his name, he used to run the north side of the city, he was appointed about two years ago. I arranged a meeting with him, with myself and other people in the area. And I said to him, when will the city be cleaned again? And I think the answer was six weeks or something. And he actually said to me, don't raise your eyebrows to me. Now, not a single word has been heard from him since that meeting, I might add. Okay. But cleaning on a six-week basis or the, the, the city needs to be cleaned every day. Yeah. It's the same Well, in particular, talking about the, the smell. I mean, both yourself and, and Jessica have... The smell is revolting. The, the smell of your the smell. city is revolting. The bins are perpetually overflowing. We need more bins. Okay. It's not rocket science. Okay. Just put a few more bins out there. Yeah. We well, if you're saying, I mean, I, I saw those figures myself. They're down about 2,000 in, in, in Dublin city centre. Um, Gara's on the line as well. Stay with us, Kim and Jessica. Gara's with us too. Um, 087-1400-106 is the WhatsApp number. Do you think Dublin, is Dublin, is it that bad? Well, I don't think anybody can argue with Kim and Jessica's observations. This does happen. Um, but it's quite remarkable. I've had a lot of visitors over um, staying with me over the last couple of months in Japan, USA, France, and the UK. And remarkably, three of them commented on how relatively clean Dublin is. Now, I'm living off Bath Avenue, where the local pub at night cleans up every time after them in the morning. They've got ownership of this. We have places in the city, um, take, for example, Portobello, where there's unstructured socialisation, and there's a lot of foreign students there, a lot of young people having great fun. But there's no ownership in terms of the responsibility for cleaning up them. There's no local public you know, no restaurant or anything else. Whereas if you look at what happened in Temple Bar many years ago, they recognised the problem. Bids and Temple Bar properties got together. They have teams constantly cleaning. And before you get into work, the average person in the morning, Temple Bar is clean again. 
And I think the issue is really about ownership and being able to tackle these high-density areas. And it is a problem. And overall, if you compare Ireland, and this is a, a remarkable thing, we have the lowest spend on public services in Europe when it comes to GDP. We spend about 25% of our GDP on services. Whereas you look at France, Greece, Austria, Finland, Belgium, Italy, they all spend between 55 and 60% on public services. So it's a very different priority and it's a very different culture. So I think we do need to increase our public spending and we do need to increase our services and understand that this is going to damage long-term the environment. It is going to damage long-term our economy if we don't do something about it. Mm. It's the point as well, as, as Kim mentioned, it's the welcome to tourists, you know, that arrive over the weekend Absolutely. and leave their hotel. And if this is what's greeting, greeting you. I do recall, Andrea, many years ago, um, the mayor of Bundorn, one of your neighbours, was voted the dirtiest town in Ireland. She said, it's, it's not dirty, it's just the tourists make it dirty. Right. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's it's a reality. If we're going to yeah. if we're going to if we're going to take the money on the high prices for our hotels and our restaurants, we need to make sure mm. there's sufficient balance of our investment to make sure the city is clean. And we need to spend more. There's no doubt. Yeah, the smell on O'Connell streets is this texture. The smell of urine is shocking. It needs to be. It needs a power yep. hosing every night. Says this listener. Another texture talking about Galway and Air Square. There's only three toilet cubicles, poorly mm. maintained, very unhealthy. Says this listener. Fran is with us too. Fran, why did you get in touch about this? Hello. You can hear me, okay, Fran? You can. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, the same problem. Like like the other people that have been on complaining, but I've been complaining about this for years, sent emails into Dublin City Council on total waste of time. Now, there were people commenting earlier on about the uh, dirt on the on this pavement that's like oil-based, they can't be cleaned. But I have seen the machines driving through the, either Henry Street or Grafton Street, and there's oil or something stuff coming out of the machines. I've seen that on numerous occasions, and when they supposedly clean streets or whatever they're doing. They're actually dirtying them as they're going along. You see tracks of the wheels and wherever stuff is coming out. This is of you're saying this is of the of the actual pavement. Um, yeah, the actual machine. Yeah, that they're trying to clean right. the streets with. So I commented to send an email in, and the comment from the county council was that city council was to say that they can't be responsible for trucks driving to any street. Oh, that has no relevance whatsoever to what I was asking him. But besides all that, they, they obviously spend a lot of money, of taxpayers' money, I might add, cleaning these places, but they're not actually cleaning them. They, they might be, they, they say they, they clean these places every night of the week or whatever, but they, they hose them down, obviously, with water, which wouldn't clean anything. They need to power houses things down. But anyway, it's all down to either the guys doing the job or management and more than likely it's management because the guys will just do what they do. They get paid for washing the concrete. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they don't, they don't do their jobs properly. There are some that obviously do and some don't like anything. It's like management. Management, you get good guys, you get bad guys. But mm, do they actually ever... I, I really you... believe that they need lay people on a committee there to come up and show all these people go around someday with these county, uh, city council guys and say, look, see this place here? That's been like that for whatever, five years. That, they're not cleaned. And a town to a penny if the following week, 
if you fell back uh, probably in two nights, the thing would be still the same. So I don't think these city council guys, do they actually even see the streets? I've seen some of them out, certainly myself, you know, but no, I, I OK. Kim, just on that, I mean, when you come in as somebody that's a, a business trader into work each day, I mean, like, is it a case that businesses need to come together to deal with this? Andrea, there's several issues here and both of your last callers had very good points there. The first man said, oh, we need more money. Well, I would point out that we're paying the chief executive of Dublin City Council 196700 per annum. He's due to retire. The terms of that position say that he cannot hold it for longer than 10 years. So therefore, they knew 10 years ago they would need a new person now. They haven't even started the procurement process yet. So they have come up with the genius idea that they would put a second in command in temporarily. Nothing further has been said. So we've had one guy who hasn't done the job with the assistance of a guy who hasn't helped him do his job, and now we're going to right. pay the second guy. Okay. okay, but just uh, yeah, but but just but just I suppose on on the point though around the solution to cleaning, you know, to, to to trying to clean up the streets, and like and a lot of people getting in touch with very similar stories to both yourself and and Jessica. So what what's the solution to that? Well, I think the Green Party would get out there and they could talk to the people that they have encouraged to uh, extend their outdoor dining areas, and they could say to them, listen. We've gotten this extra space for you, but now you need to help to clean it. Now, I'm not saying that Dublin City Council can transfer their responsibility from themselves. Mm. So the onus is on the business owners then? No, it's a a joint venture. It is in everybody's interest that the city looks well. So Dublin City Council can turn around and say you need to clean the city yourselves because you're there, because actually we're paying them to clean the city. They seem to have missed that point. Yeah, well, that's the rates. Yeah, no, and I, I, talk, yeah. I, I accept that. And somebody else making the point, um, Alan in Dublin says, have you costed power washing the footpaths three to four times a week? Have you any idea? Um, have you considered that as soon as a bin is empty, people who won't pay for their own rubbish collection will fill them up again? Do you believe the local authority staff are sitting idle? If not, where do you propose the money no. comes from for more staff, asks Alan? No, but th- there are times when there are a lot of people in the city and we need more bins then. So the bins should be permanently there and permanently emptied. It should be a rotor system. And as for cleaning, I mean, just look at Dublin City Council's own car park. It is absolutely Okay. If they won't clean that, what are they going to do for the rest of us? Column has got in touch to say the talk about Dublin being dirty is a bit rich. I've been to a number of other capitals across Europe and they're all much worse than Dublin. Uh, he cites Madrid and Paris as being particularly bad. Another listener, not only Dublin City, it's the suburbs as well. I live in West Halla. It's a kip. The waste um, is strewn everywhere. Local authority do nothing to try and educate, nothing to clean up, no penalties, absolutely nothing done to combat it, says this texter. Uh, Dahi has got in touch to say, what about Cork? It's all also filthy as well. Pavements are manky there too, says says Dahi. Um, the council in Dublin seem to be obsessed with bikes. All the money appears to be diverted to that area. Yes, the place is filthy and dangerous. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, we're talking about Dublin and um, Una Mullally writing in the Irish Times today that it's dirty, smelly, sticky old town once again. And I mean, hard to disagree with Una if you're to listen to the callers that we heard from just before the break. 1800 453 106 is the number. Um, Councillor Bill Clear is with us on the line today. Bill, 
the two main points that a lot of the texters and even the callers there mentioned, it's it's the re- the reduction in the number of bins and the smell of urine on the streets. Is it just that they're not being cleaned as much anymore? Yeah, I'm a councillor in uh, Kildare in Nace, and, you know, and uh, we would have had similar problems a couple of years ago, you know. But we came together with, I'm sure, Nace Tidy Towns, and we came together with a plan with the council and the tidy towns and the businesses and just came together and said, OK, listen, we've hit rock bottom here. This has got too bad. So things like Saturday morning when there's, you know, people have left urine, when people have, uh, and we worked with the guards on that a lot, and they, that was nipped in the bud fair fast. But how? <laughs> they charge people for urinating in public. They just got a few of them. It was in the papers. End of problem. You know, simple as you know, that. Just, just start finding people for the, the, the broken idea that came from came from uh, Giuliani, who since kind of like went sideways. But anyway, but the whole idea to take care of that small stuff, the puke in the corner, the urinating and the thing, the, the bit of litter, the overflowing bins, the graffiti. I go down the keys. I work in Dublin, and when I go down the keys, we've eliminated graffiti as soon as it appears, it's gone. We get we get the community, we get community employment groups out with, with rollers and paint costs almost nothing. They go out, get rid of it straight away, and the tagging, the taggers don't know it's gone because don't tell them, and it's gone. And they come back a bit, and we clean it again, but eventually they just give up. Um, it's a small stuff. You, it's like in your house, in your kitchen, try tidy up the the cushions, <laughs> you know, clean the counter, mm. you know, keep that small stuff going. You do, but it seems uh, I see the bins overflowing, and it breaks my heart. And even sometimes on the street, I'm standing there and I see stuff on the ground, and I pick it up myself because it just irritates me so much. You get rid of that small stuff and then start on O'Connell Street, start on Henry Street, Grafton Street. Apply one person to go up and down Grafton Street, Henry Street, with pickers and picking up the stuff. Um, and you, you'll be amazed how things will start to change, you know. Uh, you can get a power wash, you get a machine that goes up and down and power washes as it's picking up the litter as well. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. And I really feel, my, I know my own colleagues in our party in Dublin City Council struggle all the time trying to get the council to do a better job, you know. But it is really bad on Ocon Street. It's, it's horrible, you know. So a uh, little bit more responsibility and penalties, basically. I think so. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, litter fines, you know. Yeah, I yeah. see groups there hanging around and they're just throwing all their stuff in the windowsills and around the place and just walking away. You know, start start by saying, OK, I remember years ago I was in New York and I was with a friend and he threw a cigarette on the, the ground or cigarette post and next thing police car came up while listening, you can either pick that up wouldn't have been or else you get a fine of $150. I remember, you know, he wasn't long, he never forgot us, he never did it again, you know. Mm. But the seems seen an abandonment of O'Connell Street and when there was a kick up on prime time about the guards not being there, there was a van there in the middle for a fire for a while but that disappeared now again. If you abandon a place to that antisocial behaviour which littering and puking and urinating is, once you abandoned, you know, that's gone. And business will start to move off of Connor Street once they did. I mean, you could feel that lady there, Kim. She's utterly frustrated. Yeah. Oh, no, I totally, and I can she, feel like, that. My heart goes out to her, yeah, you know. I'm sure she put up with loads of other stuff, which could be nipped on the butt as well if there was a general presence of authorities on, on O'Connor Street. I mean, okay. as someone said, every every capital city is the same as not. I travel to a lot of capital cities for my... For my um, job and they're not they're not simple as that yeah. well they it's good to hear they're sweeping they're looking they always have someone we have nothing one guy goes up down one side and down the other and it's not his fault you can't cover the area yeah. with one machine you it's know not resourced yeah it's well good good to hear at least that there is a potential solution where there's a will there's a way and all of that i suppose geraldine is on the line too geraldine you think it's just what it's a lack of we, we just don't take pride 
in our city. I yeah yeah like well there's a whole anti-Dublin thing. Even visitors come into Dublin, even when you talk to people outside of Dublin, there's been an anti-Dublin thing for years, and it it does permeate into people's attitude towards the place. There is no pride in Dublin, and it really is terrible. Like I'm born bred in Dublin, and I love it. Um, but there's this, uh, it's treated, it's treated appallingly, and it's not kept well. And I, I agree with what the previous speaker said. Maybe one of the ways is to, there is a penalty for if you do something. But all of that costs money, and money that we don't really need to be spending, you know. But at the same time, maybe it's what needs to be done. But people do not have pride in Dublin anymore. They really don't. And it's it's sad. Like, um, I I went on the, the Lewis down from the Red Cow there just shortly after COVID, and I could not believe just how derelict the place was. It was awful, shocking. And then, like, I was in um, Henry Street, and it, it just, it looked tatty, and it was awful. And around the back, you know where the cinema is, at the back of the ILAC Centre? Mm. All that area, just awful. Like, your first instinct is to get the hell out of there, you know? Which is the last, the, the last impression that anybody yeah. in, in the business also, industry like, wants to. I think one of the flip sides of all the cycling stuff is people don't stay. They're just passing through. And like, the centre of a city isn't about just passing through. It's about staying there, experiencing this and about, you know, shopping, entertainment, dining out. Dublin has lost that. That isn't there anymore. So, uh, so some other messages on this as well, um, Geraldine, people getting in touch. This listener says, Dublin City is a filthy, horrible place. I used to go into town, but not anymore. I was so sick at tripping over used drug needles and filth. I visited Rome recently. I was amazed at how clean everywhere was, having despite having thousands of visitors and tourists on a daily basis. Another listener, the answer to the question for the use of public toilets is to charge for them. Have an attendant on site to check, clean and look after the toilets. The council in Galway failed to maintain their public toilets for years, so their answer at the time to close all the public toilets. Now they have to now they've now they have some reopened again, uh, but I feel they're failing to maintain them. Is that were public toilets a part of the um the clean up process in Kildare Bill? Yeah, we have uh, we had public toilets, but they were costing such a ferocious amount of money that uh, we had to get rid of them. They were nearly three hundred thousand a year, you know. But um to be fair, Dublin City Council, top of Grafton Street, have the public toilets there, which you go in and they're well maintained and stuff. And they, it, it wasn't really an issue. It's at night time is the problem with the urination. Well, I, 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 yeah, I think out so. Absolutely, yeah. You're not like there. Yeah, I, like if you're going to just go but, and go but on can the I street. Can I just say that last minute? That the dereliction as well as a big thing in this. Now we recorded uh, all the derelict properties in 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 Nace and in 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 the houses and the pro- the. the the, the sites uh, and we have reduced that seriously and the council have worked really hard either CPO a number of buildings for housing and stuff like that and I think there's a huge the, the, these owners of the buildings on, on Henry C. Grafton Street and uh, O'Connor Street are getting away with murder I mean they're, 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 if, they, if they were hit with a derelict site or a vacant site for a commercial business which is not there at the moment you know they wouldn't be long dropping the rent to a reasonable amount that a business could go in there and rent the reason they don't I'm told the reason is that, that, that okay. the, the rent on, on a, a so extortionate because mm. of some pension company somewhere mm-hmm. in the other side of the world owns it that that business is just saying oh it's too much it doesn't work for us Gr- whereas whereas 
if they were hit with charges to say yeah. right, okay so you think that might be might, might be a part of the process yeah. um, Grania's got in touch I lived in Paris for a year the streets were washed very early every morning another listener we run a business on Thomas Street in Dublin 8 it's unbelievable the state of the area and it's embarrassing because there's a daily stream of tourists passing to the Guinness storehouse human faeces people dropping rubbish routine the problem is cultural beyond the obvious abandonment by the council uh, Miriam is on the line Miriam what are your thoughts? Is Dublin filthy? Well, I'd go further, Andrea, and I would say that Ireland itself is filthy. I mean, I just think overall we, we're a very, very dirty country. Um, the provincial towns, um, you know, might be more noticeable in Dublin because of, of, of the scale and the size of it. And certainly when I went to Dublin a few years ago, I was working in Dublin for a few years there a few years ago, and I noticed it. it for the capital, it was particularly dirty. What area I mean, are you in, Miriam, roughly? Or? Leitrim. Leet, okay. Border county, but uh, even even in the in, in the in the first impressions, like when you arrive, even in Ireland, you arrive in the airport in Dublin, and the the floor, the first thing you'd nearly see in the arrivals area is the floor, absolutely filthy. Connolly Station, absolutely so manky. Um, the only exception there is actually when you go into the toilets. Then it's like stepping into Narnia because whoever has the contract there then has them gleaming. But yeah. the whole you couldn't sit on any of the public seats in Connolly Station. It's just rotten. The businesses that, that even conduct businesses there don't keep their, you know, their front front of premises clean. Bazaar is absolutely filthy. And I'd even go so far as to say we don't even have a good room in the house, you know, because even if you look at Leinster House, you know, which you would imagine is probably one of the most photographed um, public buildings, it's not even kept clean at the front of it. You have um, mold, green um, mould and mildew on the railings, on the piers, you have weeds growing along it. The whole place is just filthy. So that's sort of the rant about Dublin. But I do think it's more than the public spaces. Mm. I think um, a lot of retail spaces are very un- very dirty and grubby, um, particularly even supermarkets in the last number of years. I've noticed a real decline really? in the standards. Yeah, if you look at the floors and you look at the shelving, um, particularly some of the multiples, disappointingly, even some of the German multiples that used to kind of think German standards used to be a lot higher. Um, well, I'm surprised at that because they Dorn there recently. Yes, no, used, no, go on ahead. Improved there a little actually since COVID. The streetscape seems to be a little bit cleaner. But again, I think it's not just about putting an emphasis on 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 the uh, corporations and the local authorities to keep the public spaces. I think there has to be, as one of the callers said earlier, a partnership between mm. the the commercial premises, the places that are making money from people being in the city centre. Yeah. You know, and again, if you look at that kind of relationship, even mm. in other countries abroad or in other cities abroad, um, business premises have to take more responsibility for keeping their front of, of premises cleaner. Um, so okay. I think so you, yeah, it's 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 funny because I mean we're talking to Bill Clear there, and he says they were able to come up with a plan to deal with all of this in Kildare. He says it's worked. Um, Frank Quinlan's a councillor as well. He's with us too, Miriam. You're in in Waterford. I mean, what's the situation there then, Frank? Hi, Andrea. Yeah, no, I said I'd come on because you you mentioned Cork, Limerick, Galway, but you didn't give Waterford a mention. So I I just wanted to come on and just commend our, our um, council staff and our cleansing staff and our, our event our um, environment um, staff in Waterford. Like we're doing tremendous work down here. Our city centre is clean morning, noon and night. And, and would the locals say it's clean, Frank? 
Uh, well, I haven't had any texting about walk, it, actually. No, if you walk into the city centre any day of the weekend, Friday, Saturday or Sunday, you will not see too much rubbish there. Around. Like, you see the odd bit, but you see the, you'll see the um, cleansing staff are constantly in around the city centre, emptying the bins. Tremor, on the busiest bank holiday of the year last week, um, there's thousands of people in Tremor. You, you would not see one bit of litter on the prom in Tremor. I'm not joking. I'm from morning. So what, what, what are you doing right in Waterford then? The council's just so pumping so money into it. So they have a plan in place and the council, um, the cleansing staff, are they, they kind of work um, over time. They work all, all, work all day Sunday, all day Monday. Um, I, I'm um, rotating shifts. They clean. They empty the bins at ten o'clock at lunchtime and the evening time. They they mon- they work closely with all the fast food outlets in 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 the busy areas where they have bigger, larger bins with small openings so people won't dump household waste into them. These are constantly being emptied, constantly being um, looked after in the city centre. Then we we introduce all the big belly bins, which have all have the solar powered openings, which take a lot more rubbish. They were replaced by the smaller bins that were kind of at the pizza boxes or the uh, mm. people who are putting rubbish in and it was stacking up and then the crows then were pulling and dragging them in the night time. So these solar power bins this sort of, That sorted out that problem. Yeah, so it just shows you in Waterford and Kildare then yourself and Bill both say that when you put a, a plan in place it can be dealt with. See so a text in from Jennifer in Roscommon. She says, I went to Dublin for a night with my mother a couple of months ago. We stayed in a city centre hotel. What greeted us when we left in the morning was a woman taking a dump in a lane. Beautiful. A man with his trousers down and a needle in his thigh. Welcome to Dublin, my mother said to me. I was actually more shocked than she was. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.